So this is the third week in, in a series about finances. Every couple of years, uh, I think money is such an important matter. Jesus taught a lot about money, and I've seen, I've seen money handled the wrong way, destroy relationships. I've seen it destroy families. Uh, I've seen it destroy people's uh, purpose in life as they've, they've either chased after it so hard that they've compromised their values. I've, I've seen uh, the, the destructive force of a wrong mindset or practice around money be so harmful. That's why the Bible talks a lot about it. So every, every few years, we determine to do a, a series around how does God want us to handle money? Because we're supposed to rule over money, not let it rule over us. And so God wants us to, so this, this year I'm doing a, a series that I've done over many years called The Wheels of Financial Blessing. Uh, I'm actually getting the proof of my book this coming week, which is exciting, uh, like a hard copy proof, so it'll be available sometime in the next future. The idea of it is this, okay, in the next future, yeah, like sometime in the next little, well, this month, it, no, hang on, what do I say, April, what are we, are we March? March? In April, that's when it'll be available. What did I say, babe? What's the date we're launching? The 20th of April. Yeah, there we go, the 20th of April. That's it. All right. So here's the concept of the wheels of financial blessing. If your finances were a car, then your uh, progress financially will be limited to the, the condition of each of the four wheels of your car. If you've ever tried to drive a car with, without a wheel, you'll realize it doesn't work. If you've ever tried to drive a car with flat tires, you'll realize you just sort of, you, you just bounce along, but not the way the car's supposed to go. And so here's the concept is that there are four wheels covered throughout scripture. And it's a metaphor, if you like. The first wheel is a right mindset. The second wheel is wise stewardship. The third wheel is generosity, and the fourth wheel is a spirit of faith. And so we've covered two of these wheels already. The first one was a right mindset. Uh, the, 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 the understanding from the Bible is that there's two types of opposing mindsets that are both wrong. One's a poverty mindset that, where we believe that God wants us to be poor to please Him. That is not in the Bible. Uh, that's a, mis, a miscommunication of things that are in the Bible. God does not delight in you being poor. Okay. He wants us to help the poor. He's got a heart for the poor. But the best way to help the poor is to not be one of the poor. Okay. So he's not into us being poor. The other side of it is a materialistic mindset. And that's a mindset that says, well, money's the answer to all my problems. Money is what's going to make me happy. And so that's the spirit of the world we live in, chasing after money. Okay. And people do it so much. And then the, the, the biblical mindset is different to both of those things. It's, it's a balance. The biblical mindset goes like this. If God is, that God is a provider by nature, that's who he is. That he's a generous father who wants to bless his children. When you become one of his children, he loves to bless you because he's generous. He's not a stingy dad. Uh, he's a, he loves when you start to align the priorities of your life to, to what God's interested in, which is advancing his kingdom and building his church. When you become a servant of God, the Bible says he delights in your prosperity. God wants you to have an abundance. Uh, the, the mind, the, a, a true Bible mindset is this. Everything I own is a trust from God. So I'm a steward of what, what he has entrusted to me. That means if he says, give it, I can give it. That means if he says, enjoy it, I can enjoy it guilt-free. That's the joy of serving God. I know that my money, my mindset has got too materialistic if I can't give something away. 
it has a hold of me. Because here's the thing, it's not mine. It's all his. This is a, a biblical mindset. A Bible mindset says this, we're blessed to be a blessing. That's the, that's the, the call of our lives, to be a financial blessing. Uh, the Bible tells us we shouldn't trust in our possessions, but we should trust in God. And the Bible tells us that we should be content in all circumstances. Whether things are going well financially or not, we need to be content and worship God no matter what. That's a Bible mindset. So here's how it goes. A poverty mindset will leave you feeling guilty about having resources and judgmental of others who do. That's a poverty mindset. A materialistic mindset will leave you greedy for money and anxious and stressed about, about finances. That's a materialistic mindset. But a biblical mindset will leave you grateful and generous. Grateful and generous. Okay, so that's the first wheel. You can go back and listen to that message. I'm just catching you up, all right? The second one is that we're wise stewards. So if, God, if everything I have belongs to God, I need to be a steward of the resources that he gives me. And if I'm a wise steward, he'll increase what comes into my life. So the first principle of being a wise steward is tithing. Tithing is the test that I'm a steward. Tithing, the number 10 in the Bible means 10th. So when increase comes into my life, my life through wages, through buying something and selling it for a profit, and when I've got that increase, then the test that it's all God's is that the first 10th is returned to God through the local church that I believe in. So I don't use my tithe to sponsor a compassion child. Okay, that's generous. I don't use my tithe for the building fund. I don't use my tithe to buy something for my neighbors. The tithe belongs to God and to the storehouse, the local church. That's the first test of stewardship. If you agree, say amen. amen. Ask your neighbor why they didn't say No, just kidding. All right, number two is budgeting. Okay, we did a whole lot of stuff on budgeting this week. It's important to be on top of your finances or they'll get on top of you. Number three is diligence. One of the key ways that God will provide in your life is through hard work. He'll bless hard work. That's one of the key ways. Number four is excellence. Number five is integrity. Don't, don't, don't cheat other people and expect God to bless you. He blesses integrity. Number six is wise use of credit. Oh, don't get caught in the credit trap. And number seven is having a, a good investment mindset. Again, not going to preach that whole sermon. That's, that's two weeks ago. Encourage you to listen to that. All right. So the third wheel is generosity. Generosity. I remember standing in a church service and uh, a conference as the preacher talked about the principle of sowing and reaping oh, and, and encouraging people that as you're giving today, expect God to return it to you. Your giving is... And, and I, I was... Honest moment. I'm there on the inside going, this guy is just trying to manipulate people. Seriously, that's what I'm, this guy is, he's trying to manipulate people. He's trying to get them to give more money by promising them that if they give, that they'll, that money will come back to them. And I'm sitting there, and, and okay, so as I'm sitting there thinking that, none of you have ever thought that. Never. No, none, none, of, none of you, but just me, honest moment. I'm thinking that, and as, as he's talking, then he's quoting the Bible. And he starts to quote the Apostle Paul. 
And the Apostle Paul in Corinthians, who's encouraging a church in Corinth to fulfill a pledge that they'd made to support the believers in Jerusalem who were going through a drought and didn't have any resources. And he was saying, we're going to come and collect the pledge that you've made. Uh, and, then, and he uses this thing. He says, so be generous, be cheerful, because, and he says, that the, the, the way that you sow, you'll reap. And he's using the, the scripture now. So now I'm like, oh my gosh. Not just the preacher is a manipulator, the Apostle Paul's a manipulator. Now, how many know when you start to question the Bible and call it manipulative, you, the problem may not be the Bible? Might not be. Just, just a thought. Maybe the problem's in me. And so I sat there in that service and that thought came to me. The problem's not with the preacher. The problem's not with the Apostle Paul. The problem's not with Jesus and what he taught because we're going to look at that, or the Bible, the problem, if you had one, a mirror is standing right in front of you. The problem is your attitude around giving. Now here, understand this, I had no problem with being generous. I, I was raised in a generous home. But I had a problem with this idea of sowing and reaping. So I want to, we're going to touch on that a little bit today. It's going to be slightly uncomfortable, but at the end of it, it's going to set you free. And hey, at the end, of, this is not about an offering today. This is not, I'm not raising money today. I want to set you free to get increase going in your life. So this is not related to any offering. You can go and give to Uncle Bill in the Bahamas at the end of today if you want to. Doesn't bother me. I just want you to become a generous person. Isaiah chapter 32 verse 8 says this, A generous man devises generous things, and by generosity he shall stand. Generosity is not a moment, it's a lifestyle. Generosity is a character trait. God by his very nature is generous. The most popular scripture in the world goes like this, For God so loved the world that he... He gave. He didn't withhold something precious to him. He gave his son to the world so that it, he would reap a harvest of sons and daughters. So God's by nature is a giver. So good news. When you give your life to Jesus Christ and you get born again, you get a brand new nature. There's no longer I that lives, but Christ lives in me. I'm a new creation. When you get a new nature, you get the generous nature. Now, I know it might be buried deep down there inside of some of us, but the DNA of Jesus in the brand new born-again believer is a generous DNA. Now, I don't know. Here's a little warning. Uh, girls, if you're dating a guy and you want an indication that he might be stingy, here's the first one. Uh, when he takes you to Macca's for a date, that's just the first tip, but then when he reverses through the drive-thru, so you've got to order and pay, that's the real sign that he's a stingy guy, okay? So if he starts reversing into the through the drive-thru, get out of the car and run and find someone who's going to shout you. Just, just saying, just saying. Generosity, it's in your DNA as a believer now. So now we've got to unlock it. I find this, generosity usually starts small as we learn to be generous. And so I, at high school, I got a little bit of a reputation of maybe grade nine about being the guy who was a little bit stingy. You know, I don't know how many of you other people, when it comes to splitting the, the, the bill, pull the calculator out. Have we got any calculator people in the room right now? Okay, don't, no, no need to embarrass yourself. But And so I just made a choice, maybe year nine or ten, I'm going to start to do, be the guy who rounds up and shouts my friends. 
I'm going to be the guy. And if it's, you know, it's $4.25 and there's four of us there for those $1 ice creams, I'm going to be the guy who pays the $1.25. Come on. That's just, generosity starts small. It's, It's a mindset. The second thing is generosity starts at home. Now, girls, I'm going to help you here for a moment. But fellas, if you're being generous and giving to everybody else, but not being generous at home with the resources, with the budget, just not buying some flowers every now and then, not, then generosity starts at home. Can I have an amen, somebody? Amen. Wow, okay, just, just helping you today. Generosity, okay. There's all sorts of types of giving, giving to your family, giving, uh, giving to your neighbors, giving to those in need, giving to random strangers when, when you pay their bill just because. Uh, there's giving uh, in terms of Christian giving to advance the kingdom of God, giving for building funds for facilities, uh, giving for, for missions, giving for church planting, uh, giving to vi- visiting ministries. The first time I began to give regularly over and above my tithe was a friend of mine straight out of, after I left university, was became a, a university kind of missionary, and he would go and help win um, students to Christ. And I began by $50 a week. I just would send him every week for a year because I was funding a kingdom advancement uh, program and I've been doing it ever since then. The primary one for Danielle and I would be our church's vision builders, what keeps the rent paid and the facilities here so that every time someone like Paula stands up and says, my life has been transformed, on the inside I go, I'm funding that. I'm funding lives being changed. I'm using, I'm giving into that in my life. Then there's, there's other types of giving. One of the particularly that's close to God's heart that comes throughout the Bible is giving to the poor. Bible says this in Proverbs chapter 19, verse 17. If you help the poor, you're lending to the Lord and he will repay you. Every time you help the poor, every time you sponsor a compassion child, every time you give, and we, you know, through C3 Australia, about $50,000 was given for people who texted to Ukraine and floods and uh, different things over the last few weeks. And I know people here were part of that. We were part of that. Whether, whether you're giving to, to people in the community who are doing it tough, neighbors who are doing it tough, whether it's individual giving or whether it's through programs that we're doing as a church or charities are doing, uh, whether it's paying for the Samaritan who you need to send to hospital, I want you to know this, being a Christian is expensive. I don't know how many times you've seen a need and thought, man, I'd love to do something about that. Man, I'd love to buy that person a car because I don't even have a car. Man, I'd love to pay that person's rent for the next month because they're doing it tough. Man, I'd love to sponsor a hundred children uh, in Africa, you know, through compassion. Man, I'd love to write a check for a hundred thousand. I don't know if you've ever had those kind of thoughts. Who's had those kind of thoughts? That's the generous nature of Christ on the inside of you. So therefore, if you're wanting to facil- to do that, if you're wanting to grow in generosity, if you're wanting to, to grow in that, then the key thing here is that we need to increase. We need to increase our capacity to have more coming in so that more can go out. Now, it's not, it doesn't work like this. It doesn't, because I've heard people say, well, when I've got a, a spare million, I'll give it. Newsflash, you'll never have a spare million if that's your mindset. That is not 
how it works. It works by starting small and being generous and tapping into a biblical principle that is profound and it's counterintuitive, but I want to help you today because I believe that this church is filled with people who want to be generous to all sorts of different outlets, but the restriction is I need more resources to be generous with, right? So therefore, you and I need to increase. Just give me a wave today. You're like, I need to increase. I would like to increase. All right. So here's the thing. The Bible teaches us how to increase. And that's why one of the wheels of your financial uh, blessing is generosity. The other things are really, if you've got the wrong mindset, if you're materialistic, that's the wrong mindset. It's the opposite to generosity. But if you've got a spirit, a mindset of poverty, that's the opposite as well because you're thinking, well, I'm just going to be poor and that's going to please God. Well, how are you going to pay for that Samaritan who's beaten up on the side of the road? How are you going to write the check and say, whatever it costs, I'll look after that? You can't do that with a poverty mindset that says I'm pleasing God by having just enough. Because having just enough is the most selfish kind of Christianity that there is. That's why a poverty mindset's what the devil tries to grind into us to take us away from understanding that God actually wants to get wealth into your my life so that we can be a blessing. All right, so let's talk about this principle that of supernatural increase. Because giving is God's way to bring supernatural increase into your life. Giving is God's way. The tithe is what gets protection over your financial world and begins the journey of provision, but giving is what unlocks it. Now, this is counterintuitive. This this is opposite to the natural mind. It's a spiritual truth. It's like when you first heard, if you want to be free from when someone hurt you in your past, the way to be free is to forgive them. And you're like, no, 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 John. The way to get free would be to belt them over the head with a two before. Like, no, that's not. God says if you want to get free, it's counterintuitive. You forgive them, you break free from them, and you'll get released, and then God will deal with them. And so it's like that with money. Isaiah 55 says, my ways are not your ways. My ways, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And that's what it is when it comes to money. Let me read three Bible verses to you. I could read 50, but I'm going to read three to you right now. The first one is Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24. Give freely and become more wealthy. Let's just say that. Everyone say, give freely and become more wealthy. God actually wants you to become more wealthy. Just anyway, I'm not going to re-preach poverty mindset stuff. Be stingy and lose everything. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. This is God's way of increasing in our lives. Generosity. Okay. Jesus, this is in red, so it's Jesus. Luke chapter 6, 38. I've, I've gone with a passion translation just for variety. Give generously and generous gifts will be given back to you, shaken down to make room for more. Abundant gifts will pour out upon you with such an overflowing measure that it will run over the top. Your measurement of generosity becomes the measurement of your return. I'm not even going to add to it. That's the scripture straight from Jesus' mouth. 
2 Corinthians chapter 9. This is the verse I was telling you about in my conference moment. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. This is talking about money. Goes on and says, now may he who supplies seed to the sower, money, and bread for food, supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. So I want us to understand a powerful truth that's counterintuitive, that if you can catch it, will change your life. It's changed my life. Okay, here's the thing. I've heard it said so often, oh, you can't give to get. That would be just a wrong motive to give to get. I've heard it said. I've thought it myself. Oh, we're giving to get, that's, that's wrong. Now, let's just back it up. If my motivation is increase because I've got a godly mindset and increase comes into my life and therefore I'm a steward of all that God gives me either to enjoy it or to give it, and God says the way that increase is going to come into your life is through this principle called sowing and reaping. I don't know about you, but I've never walked into our veggie garden with some seeds. Like, let's just say tomato seeds. I just never woke up one day and go, honey, man, I feel like planting seeds today. Now, I don't want any tomatoes. That would be wrong of me. But I want to plant some seeds and I go out there and I dig the little holes and I put the seeds in and I just put a sign up, no tomatoes expected here because I don't want to expect to get anything out of my sowing. See, that sounds ridiculous, right? And that's actually what sincerity will do to your giving. Now, the motive of giving, obviously, is to help people, to worship God, to meet needs, to, to advance the kingdom of God. But once my motives are right, I want to understand that God's way to increase is through this principle called sowing and reaping. That's how he does it. You're like, I want to increase in my life. How can I do it? I say, be a wise steward, get a right mindset, but understand that the power of increase is in the seed that you've got now, not that you'll get one day. So he says, okay, let's just break that down. I know I love messing with mindsets. It says, he who supplies seed to the sower. God's your source of all the money coming into your life and bread for food. Some of it I need to take the seed and make some bread out of. If you're a farmer, you've got wheat. What, when the seed comes in, you've got, you've got the choice. What am I going to eat? What am I going to make into bread and sell? And what am I going to sow for next year's harvest? And the worst thing a farmer could do is go, hmm, it's been a great year. I'm just going to eat all the seed. And then next year, when it comes time to reap the harvest of the se- and, and nothing was sown, you can't go, oh, the devil attacked me because I've got no harvest. What you've got to do is go, hmm, I didn't plant any seed. So the principle, of, and so it goes on and says this, uh, he gives food and supply and he'll multiply the seed you've sown. He doesn't multiply the seed you eat. He multiplies the seed that you sow. And it multiplies back to you. And when he does that, and I love this, and he'll increase the fruits of your righteousness. So 
I'm giving into vision builders. That's one of about six or seven things that Danielle and I give into. So today I heard Paula talk about the fruit of my righteousness. The fruit of my righteousness is transformed lives. The fruit of me sponsoring children uh, in, in Thailand and, and overseas in Africa is families and the curse of poverty being broken in their lives. The fruit of us giving to, to a neighbor or buying something is that it shares the gospel and demonstrates the love of God into the life. That's the fruit of it. But what I've got to understand is God, when I give money, it is not like seed. It is seed. It's the seed that we sow and it will multiply back to me. Now, here we go. You've got to apply the fourth wheel, which is faith. That's, that's, that's next week. You've got to apply it. Just let me read one other scripture, then I'm going to tell you some stories. Uh, in Galatians 6, 9 and 10, it says, Let's not grow weary while we're doing good. He's talking about giving. It's in a, con- in a chapter about giving. For in due season we will reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially those who are of the household of faith. So here's the thing. You'll reap if what? You don't grow weary. That's the faith component. That's exercising your faith once you've sown. I know people who've got like the most massive wheel on the back of their car called generosity. But the faith tires flat. I've been giving for 15 years and I never seem to get ahead. You're like, well, let's start to talk about how you've engaged your faith to rain down on the seed you've sown. And then people go, oh, what do you mean? That's next week. We'll come back to that. All right, I've got to activate my faith. So let's, so let's just talk a few things right now. I want, if you can get this thought today, this Bible thought today, your increase is in your seed and it's in your seed sowed. Okay, so here's the thing. So the way it works, now some of you have sown, haven't yet seen the the return on your sowing. That's okay because the moment you ramp up your faith, you've already got seed in the ground. You'll begin to see God move pretty quickly when you you start to go to work on that faith wheel. I talked to a a lady uh, uh, three years ago. I did a summary of this message in in a small setting, and she just sat there going, I'm trying to get a book off the ground, and I I just cannot get the the final bit of money I need. And I just said, okay, I went through it. Are you a sower? Yes. Uh, Wise steward? Yep. Really good wise. You've got a right mindset. Yes, this thing's going to get stuff off the ground. I said, are you praying about this? Have you activated your faith? No. Went home that night, began to pray about it. The next morning, looked into a bank account. It was like 20 grand or something had come in that they'd been waiting and praying for, but had been held up for ages. Was able to release a Christian resource. Why? Because she went to work on her fourth wheel. Anyway, that's next week. I'm still, I'm all over the show right now. Your seed. So here's how it works. The, The seed that you sow determines the harvest that you get. So if I plant those tomatoes, or if I plant those tomatoes, or plant those tomatoes, depending what part of the country you're from, then I'm not going to get potatoes. I'm going to get tomatoes. The nature of the seed you sow will determine the nature of the harvest you get. So it works like this. One, just, just one simple story for Danielle and I. Years ago, where we didn't have much money at all, but we're learning about generosity, God spoke to us about giving $500. This is back in the day when you wrote checks. So we wrote a check. I think you still can, but very rare, right? We wrote a check for $500, gave it to this particular person. Now, it was, it was like in our lives, we planted a $500 tree. 
You go, what do you mean? Well, we sowed a $500 tree, and then over time, I, I would think it's more than a dozen times we've been given $500, like just randomly from people not in our church, different moment after different moment. It's like, and, and it comes in. Now, this is, don't go giving me $500. That's not what this is about. Give it to somebody else. The building fund. Thank you, Vision Builders Director. That's, that's not what this is about. But just time and time again, not because I've told this story, it's like, and it comes in and I go, oh, that's right, we planted that seed. It was just, it's just one of those, for me, it doesn't always work like that. But for me, that's one of the moments where God said, that's your seed that was a sacrificial seed that's coming back to you. We, uh, in the 2000, when we took over this church, we had an offering for the outgoing pastors. God spoke to us about selling our best car and giving away our, uh, giving that money, which is $5,000, which was a lot because the backup car was like a $600 Corolla. And so, you know, and that, that's the moment you're like, you're sure you want the best car, Lord? Because it would be a sacrifice to not, to the, the little Corolla. It's like, no, I want the best. And here's the thing, because you give away, if you give away your crappy car, you're going to reap crappy cars. Because that's how sowing and reaping works. So we gave away our car. I saw myself dropping the keys in an in a offering bag, sold the money, gave it away, and drove around in a little air-conditioned car, wind the windows down, air-conditioning, you know the type. For about 12 months, I walked through the airport one day, and they had a, like a prize vehicle there, and it was a four-wheel drive, black four-wheel drive. And I was with a pastor, and he looked at it, he said, oh, that looks like you, that car. And I'm like... That does look like me. And so then I began to pray and activate my faith for a black four-wheel drive. I imagined myself seeing a driving in this car. I'd hop into the, I'd hop into the bomby car. I'd say, Lord, I thank you that we sowed. I thank you that it was to honor our, our outgoing pastors. I'm so glad we did that. And I'm activating my faith every time I get in this car. I see, and I'd see this black four-wheel drive. I don't know how long later, six to 12 months later, someone rings up in our church, says, I'm going overseas. Uh, it could be for a few years. I've got a black brand. I've got a Jeep Cherokee four-wheel drive, new black car. Uh, I'm wondering, would you like to look after it? I'll pay for the rego, the insurance, and the maintenance, and the tires. You just got to look after it while I'm away. I said, let me pray about that. Yes, okay, we'll do that. <laughs> How did that work? The seed you sow determines the harvest once you've engaged your faith with it. There's been other moments in our lives we, we've sacrificed things, but particularly, and I've watched this, if you need an increase in your income, then don't sow a one-off offering. Start to sow a weekly offering. If you want weekly income increase, sow weekly. I've seen people do this time and time again. I've seen people go, this is the income I'd like, so I'm going to start tithing towards it. As in, let's say I'm on 100 bucks a week and I want 200 bucks a week, I'm going to tithe $10 for the 100 I earn, but I'm going to give another $10 to sow towards my future income. So I'm, by, I'm kind of like by faith tithing for the increase that God, that I need to come into my life. And time and time again, I've seen it work. I could tell you story after story, but you know, the stories are just illustrating something. The truth of the Word of God. What Jesus says about sowing and reaping. Can we close our eyes together right now? 
Next week's going to be a pivotal week for a number of us about engaging your faith because you're already a sower. But if you're not a sower, or if you've just been generous but never really activated your understanding that when you give it seed, it's seed, and God can bring increase into your life from left and from right. So, Father, let's just pray right now. Those online, just close your eyes. Let's just pray. Father, right across this room, those who are watching online, I pray that you would set us free so that our thinking aligns with your word. Release a spirit of increase into our life. Help us to be generous sowers. Help us in all that we do to be like you, God. Break the stinginess off us. Step by step, moment by moment, set us free. In the name of Jesus. Amen, 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 amen.